Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Morning. Morning out to Southern California. That's right. It's raining here, Andy. Rain. Water falling from the sky. Not really sure what to do about it. Besides, definitely not go out today. Probably tomorrow, just in case. I got I got in one of my wrecks in LA when it rained. No surprise. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say I. A woman rear-ended me on Ocean Boulevard. Just like rear-ended me, like to where like the the change flot goes everywhere, like out of the, you know, whatever I was like holding it in at the time. And uh like she got me good. Just out of nowhere. Just like out of nowhere. Bam. She will smith you. She did. She did. And and good segue. Good segue. Wow. She did Will Smith me. Although I think she might have planned it just like Will Smith. Yeah, you you suggested this pre-show. It's not a suggestion. I, There's no way that that is real. I refuse I, to believe. I, I don't think you've thought this through. So I have. So here's the thing. Caveat, I did not watch any of the Oscars. Have not okay. watched them for years. Didn't did watch you, anything. Did you watch the clip? Did you watch? Or you're... Are you please tell me you're not going off of tweets and still photos? No. So this is what I did. I had no clue. This is where I'm at in my life. Totally forgot about all that stuff. Uh, didn't really care in, in my own world last night. Got up this morning. You know, opened my computer, was having a little breakfast. And then I saw right. Reading the news, looking at social media. Watched a bunch of videos on it, of course. Watched the full context, the unedited, everything. See all the different headlines. I'll say this much. The Oscars had their worst ratings by far, like, like substantially by far last year. The ratings have literally just dropped every year for years. People do not care. They're still talking about the Oscars today. Will Smith right now, I just looked, is the number one trend. There is no way that that was real. So what benefit does Will Smith have for Oscar ratings going up? How is that helpful to Will Smith? Well, we will now probably never be invited to the Oscars ever again. Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. (laughs) This is not a good look for Will Smith. So whatever, if, if this is fake, somebody has the world's worst publicist. Somebody was just like, hey, why don't you be a part of like 20 fucking thousand think pieces on black on black crime, violence in America, actors living in a fucking fantasy world where they like don't think of themselves in relation to the rest of the world. But. Oscar ratings will go up, dude. And he's like, oh, do I get do I get some sort of rev share for that? 
I would counter this. It, it, it's like the biggest kind of joke, prank, scam. I, I, I just, I just, I could totally see Will Smith and Chris Rock setting this up. And, and secondly, Will Smith, Joaquin Phoenix, Andy Kaufman, like uh, actor who uh, has definitely not made an entire career around being. Everybody's most likable person. Then that's what I was just he's about now, to say. He's now slipped into his Andy Kaufman phase of his career where he becomes the villain. Well, I was just about to say that. So Will and Smith- Chris Rock becomes the cuck slapped by the cuck who does nothing. So Will Smith, you said a great, like the most likable dude. I don't, like, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Will Smith. Well, I do today. But that's what I'm getting to. The, it's not going to last, Joe. Like, like one... One thing, years of everyone liking Will Smith and him being so charming and personable, just years of this, 25 plus years of this is not going to be removed from one incident. Oh, that might that might be true if he does the whole fucking apology tour and says, you know, his talks about his marital woes and blah, blah, blah. But it goes back to your original question. What is the positive aim of staging this? I can think of none. Well, uh, for Will Smith or Chris Rock, the os the Oscar. I don't think Chris Rock gives a fuck if the Oscars ratings are high. Well, well, it's it's maybe it's not that they give a fuck about the Oscar ratings. I I think it'd be a from like a comedic or like trolling all time moment. It'd be it'd be arguably the best ever. So Will Smith get like who ends up winning an Oscar after that and has to go up on stage and give the best actor speech, which like essentially, if you're an actor, this is your end game, right? Yeah. To go up to go up there and say all the things you ever wanted to say in your life about whatever in your actor speech. He instead is going up there and cryptically crying about how like. Venus and Serena's dad was also a per- fierce protector of his family. It's like he ruined his own moment. But I could argue, first of all, a lot of times I refuse to believe, like maybe I'm, I've turned full conspiracy theorist. Do they really know they're not going to win? Like, like, I don't, I don't know what to believe when it comes to all the Hollywood bullshit. I'll just say if that was real, that would be the most ridiculous thing to ever happen in real time in front of a real live audience. I think at, that's why it's still trending on Twitter today. Andy. No Everybody's way. like, what? No way happened? it's real. No way. I just no way. Uh, uh, listen, you're talking to a conspiracy. So it's it's always follow the money. This does not help. The, the only person whose career this helps is Chris Rocks. But I don't think it hurt. Again, I you if we follow the money, it's not this will not impact financially will smith a bit it just won't i think you're wrong okay we can disagree on that i i I just think he's so powerful he has so much clout even through production and things that he's not technically in that he has a hand in with his own production company i i I just think it's it's not going to affect him man i actually think that the the absolute only chance that this is staged is if like he has 10 children that he sexually assaults re- regularly living in a basement under his 
Malibu mansion. And he's like, they're getting close to figuring this out. Maybe I should get them off the path by making them look at like by doing something heinous that they'll focus on instead of this super heinous thing I'm doing. Okay. So you're playing a little devil's advocate with me and I'm going to do it back with you. So you think Will Smith got that triggered by if a, you, if you, if you watch it, no. And I've watched it a bunch by did a, you see him laughing at first. Yes. So if this is planned, why isn't he immediately making a mad face and then storming up there? So he, I would, I would count Will the Smith Oscar winning actor forgot that in his staged bit, he was supposed to be mad the whole time. So why would he laugh at first and then suddenly get triggered? Because like every full on cock, he looked at his wife who was not happy. She probably in what we didn't see on air made a face at him like, oh, you think this is funny? And then he remembered that she has sex with multiple men that are not him. And he was like, oh, I'm going now going to assert my manhood and go slap Chris Rock. And, and as he's walking on the stage and he gets right near Chris Rock, Chris Rock is so, so Will Smith is a, is such a good trained actor that he literally is winning best actor. Right. So he's winning. He's he's that good of an actor that he's winning best actor that night. He's one of the best of all time. We don't think I don't know should. about that, but he he's, he's good. So, so, yeah. But but my point is, he's an all time actor. We're, we're, we're now suddenly supposed to believe that he and all the fight scenes he's done and all the. Acting, for lack of a better term, that he's done, he, he wouldn't know how to. Hit someone to make it look very real, but also, you know, he's hitting him. No one's denying that he's hitting him, but also in a way that's not going to actually hurt. There was what? There sure. Was Do you see what sure. I'm saying? Sure. Okay. First of all, if you've seen, ever seen any of Chris Rock's acting, you would be surprised that he was able to sell that unless they did weeks of planning for it. But again, the, the physical uh, conversation about whether or not it could be faked is not the question. The question is why in the world would you fake it when nothing potentially positive comes from it? Faking it for some reason makes sense. Faking 9-11, if you're a 9-11 conspiracy theorist, is so that you can go to war for 20 years and make trillions of dollars off it. Slapping Chris Rock so that you can wake up tomorrow and the whole world can be like, cancel Will Smith. But I don't even know if the whole world is saying that, just from what I saw. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are saying like that the, the Academy Awards and Hollywood have fucked up by like not immediately doing something about this but again like, we're, we're still talking about dude we we don't know like like I, i'm to the point on this stuff you i know you said oh will smith in the academy we don't know any sort of back-end stuff we don't know dude dude i don't know i don't think like the the state of the academy awards was so low the lowest it's ever been you can't deny that and we're still talking about this everyone's going to be talking yeah about but, this. but will smith isn't as low as he's ever been Will Smith is thriving. So Will Smith is going to put himself on the line for the Academy Awards. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, you, you do this in exchange. You win an Oscar. I don't know. You do this in exchange. You get best actor. I mean, are, are, and you believe Chris Rock was also in on it? Well, he would have had to have been. Yeah. And 
did you see the rest of the awards presentation where he's like, we got it. I mean, nomin- there's, you know, just run, the, just run the nominees. He like couldn't speak after. Yeah, I watched that. But but I would argue if that really happened to you in real time. I'd just walk off the stage or I'd fucking tackle him or something like 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 I, I would almost make the counter to if somebody ran up and slapped me. You'd retaliate physically, or you'd just be like, "Fuck this, I'm done." Or you'd be in the like, you'd be in shock that hundreds of millions of people across the world just watch Will Smith stomp up on stage and smack you in the face. I, I just, I refuse to buy it, man. <laughs> I just, I, I, I buy it because I'm, I'm solely like, what is the end game here for anybody staging this? But I just presented different scenarios, which. Who All knows? you have presented so far is that they have saved the Academy, that Chris Rock, one of the world's biggest comedians and Will Smith, one of the world's biggest celebrities in general, put their careers on the line to save the Academy Awards. But let me ask you this. I don't but, remember Ricky Gervais getting hit by a car so that they didn't cancel this year's Golden Globes. Like, Would, th- would this not be the biggest punking of all time? Sure, but I just of don't all know. Time. But what is the end game here? Maybe they're just fucking around, man. I mean, that's plausible as well. Hey, I hey, guess if it is, let's punk the whole world. Let's punk the whole. Let's punk the whole world. Let me just say this. If this is staged, the reason that they're going to convince a lot of people that it wasn't is because it was the stupidest thing to stage in history. Nobody benefits from this. I need to be convinced. I need, I need, I just need, I need other I, things to convince me that this wasn't staged. I, I need like the only thing, the only reason, the number one reason is just like the end game on staging. This is horrific. You must have the, you, either you and Chris rock took gravity bong hits and came up with this and, and told no one about it because literally any other person would be like, yeah, don't do that, guys. That sounds like the worst move I've ever heard. What is your end game here? Let a conversation you. about black on black violence and how you guys can't control yourselves and that this is everything that's blah, 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 blah. And all the think pieces about how Hollywood lives in a vacuum and doesn't think about anything besides themselves. So they can just all sit in a theater and act like this is a totally reasonable thing to have happen when the whole world outside is like, why hasn't Will Smith been arrested? But let me ask you this. Will the ratings be through the roof next year? Because everybody's going to tune in. I don't know. They or a, a year from now, will people have forgotten about it? Like three weeks ago, we're still, we're, we've, we have moved on from Russia taking over the Ukraine. <laughs> we didn't, there was a, there was a one COVID joke last night. A global pandemic. They mentioned it once in the Oscars. I, yeah, it's like no, I know, I know. Things move quickly for sure, especially in this state of uh, this age. I got to say, if if this was staged, Chris Rock and Will Smith are two of the dumber people on planet Earth. I would disagree with that. I I would. I think. I think if it was staged, it's it's brilliant because it's hilarious. Like 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 Joe, I didn't watch because I don't need to. And 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 because my thing is like that stuff's so boring, it's so mundane. It's I just got burnt out on all that shit. 
of like you're saying of people living in a bubble and they literally have no clue about you know the rest of the world and and it's all it's all basically people sitting on soapboxes and talking about shit while they fly in their private jets so i so I, you know i don't have to expand on that but to me this is this would be this is excitement look, look what we're talking about like this is this is not that this is him making a joke about his wife and him bitch slapping him yeah but but miley cyrus taking her titty out is excitement too and it doesn't ruin anybody's career not ruin it. That's what I'm saying. It's Will Smith, man. He, okay. Dude, he, 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 he's he. Okay. We can disagree on that. Will Smith is that echelon of you cannot ruin this guy's career. He's, he's that big. He is a, a worldwide mega, mega, mega star. You know, he's a Tom Cruise level star and has been for years. This will do zero. And, and for years and for years after Tom Cruise losing his mind and Oprah, that was how people thought of Tom Cruise, but it didn't hurt him. In the box office, it didn't hurt. Eventually, him movies. Eventually, he didn't slap Oprah in the face. I'll be curious how it plays out. I think it's already. I think you're already seeing how it plays out. Everybody talking, but like everybody's like, "Yo, how does Will Smith get away with doing this?" So let's say it's real. What's your view on Chris Rock, how, how everything was handled? Uh, I mean, listen, he was stunned, so I understand that, and he kind of like pressed on through the thing. Also, Will Smith's a lot bigger than him. A lot bigger. So sure. whatever, but I mean, I, I guess Chris Rock handled it as best as he could have. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, now watch out comedians. I saw, the, I've uh, seen that. The uh, the people are going to think if they don't like a joke, I'm like, listen, I'm six, four. And in the words of Obi-Wan, I have the higher ground. So, yeah, come to a stage. Yeah, you have uh, it's going to be a front kick bonanza. I don't I don't worry about that. I've seen those tweets as far as people attacking comedians now and and thinking it's okay, And, And if it is real. I mean, that, that's the most pathetic. Just the pathetic response, uh, again, to a G.I. Jane joke, which I don't even know when that came out. Yeah. In like 94. That's what I said. I don't know if you saw my tweet about that. It's like, what are we talking about here? I, I wrote a tweet that said the hack who wrote a G.I. Jane joke in 2022 when Chris Rock Rock walks backstage. He's like, all right, I'm going to head out. Did you watch the Oscars? I mean, I was watching it, but I was, I was behind. I like started it late. You know, I figured whatever, I'm not live tweeting this thing and I'll watch it without commercials. And then Twitter started going bonanza. So then I immediately jumped. I was like, all right, let's get live. And then I went back and saw the Chris Rock thing. And then I was like, isn't Will Smith up for best actor? This is going to be crazy. Imagine me this morning. I didn't watch any, not a second of it last night. I'll t- I, 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 listen, Andy, I will give you uh, uh, the benefit of the doubt. When when it first was happening on Twitter before I watched it, I was just like, oh, this is bullshit. This is staged. But then when I watched it, I was like, and I, and I watched everything about it, like him yelling, him laughing first, Chris Rock's reaction. Chris Rock. 
a great comedian, one of the world's worst actors in history. Like that is if, if that's Chris Rock has been taking some acting classes since he did fucking since he did, you know, the, the uh, what's the, the movie he always does with Adam Sandler is like <laughs> grown ups four or whatever. But uh, when I saw it, I was just like everybody here, like Will Smith just seems unhinged. That's what I'm saying. Like. A G.I. Jane joke would trigger somebody? No, I don't think so. He laughed. I think the G.I. Jane, I think, I think, dude, we have, we have so much info now. If you go down the whole thing on like their weird relationship. Well, and, they've always had an open relationship. Like I've, yeah. like I've known that for like, not but to apparently be, like, it's more like she just wants to get that dick. And so Will Smith, you know, Will Smith, ultimate cock, like then his so you're saying, wife. So you're saying it's not like because, you know, that's been talked about for years in L.A., like kind of like it's one, it's one of those things that I've been hearing. And I, not that I was ever and there's in. a whole thing a couple of years ago with him, like being upset that she was carrying on a full on relationship with somebody else or whatever. I will say it makes everyone even that much more interested in their situation. She's got her whatever show that she does. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm a firm believer in any press is good press. Unless Will Smith saying is like, I'm sick of being the good guy. I can't imagine what the end game is. I don't know, man. I mean, again, I, 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 I watched it. I, maybe I haven't seen enough into it. I just, I just am still, it's really tough for me to believe it's real. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. That this, I mean, it, that a, a simple GI Jane joke would trigger him. He goes from laughing, and then I saw her reaction. She looks angry, and then suddenly that's going to trigger him to walk on stage. And and if that's true, dude, where are we at as society? Dear God, like let's say this is true. Like, see, that's where. See, this is where. See, now we're getting you into the right headspace here, Andy. But that's what I'm saying. If it is true. Holy cow, like we have gone to this point where we can't even be civilized humans. Now you got it. Now we're starting to now we're starting to circle the right take. I mean, look, I get annoyed when I drive for sure, but come on. People, let's 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 get it together. Poor St. Peter's just over overtaken from Will's by Will Smith. The, I mean, the, the Cinderella story of the peacocks just completely. I mean, the, the Cinderella story of the peacocks is 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 much like uh, the, the Chris Rock story, you know, uh, a, a New York City area underdog. Scrappy little guy, you know, manages to climb his way up through the years get himself onto the, the marquee of, of the, you know, the NCAA tournament makes a nice run, a nice run beyond just having success gets all the way to the Oscar stage of, you know, uh, success. And then out of nowhere, one of the big behemoths, one of the blue chip programs in America, Will Smith comes in, smacks the taste out of their mouth. That's actually in the, great. In the elite eight. I think I think we need that meme. We need 
We need St. Peter's on Chris Rock. And we need, right, the blue blood. We need the North Carolina Will Smith. And the irony is that throughout this tournament, as they won game after game, everybody kept sharing the clip from Fresh Prince, which is, you know, where the Peacocks marching down that field, which is a great episode where Carlton is the mascot and then Will Smith uh, becomes the mascot at the end. And they're like, that's not how he dances. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you see yeah. that? That was the clip shared through their run. And now, and now North Carolina, a great program, a beloved program. A lot of people like, you know, root for the North Carolinas over the years for the Michael Jordan, for like not being Duke, for being the rival that gets to play Duke for, uh, you know, all the, the legacy of that. And then they just wake up today hated by everybody. Everybody, all my friends hate the Tar Heels. So, so we're, we're going we're gonna to do this comparison. I like it. I like it. I can see the analogy. It was a fun run. It was a fun run for St. Peter's. And they just... You, you know, you get to a point where can you keep beating teams that have better talent? And- well, I think, I mean, I think that's the thing with the NCAA tournament, which is, you know, if you look at the NBA, you're, you've got, they, they got, they did away with the five game series. You know what I mean? Because the idea, I mean, you see it all the time. I mean, my NBA zigzag theory, betting theory is bet the underdog in game one, bet the, you know, bet the home team favorite in game two, because it happens all the time. You catch the team off guard and then then in game two, that that underdog team is going to get murdered on the road. But in the NCAA tournament, you know, for you to go on like a quote unquote Cinderella run, which in this run was as as long as anybody that has ever been that low a seed, um, you got to just like catch some teams by surprise. And it's just hard to do that. Like every game sure. for a whole tournament. And honestly, you, you look at the way that this uh, panned out. I mean, you have North Carolina in the second game of the weekend. You know what I mean? You're the first, the first weekend you're catching a couple of teams, you, you know, you catch it, uh, a Kentucky team, you know, uh, off guard. Okay, that's obviously the big one. But then in your second game, that team it was not expecting to play St. Peter's. They probably didn't scout St. Peter's at all. You know what I mean? You're you're going like, yeah, oh, Murray, yeah, Murray State. They're probably Murray State. Another Kentucky team was probably like, hey, we get through this. We have a whole we have half our staff that's like planning for Kentucky. Now they're playing for another team. So then St. Peter's goes into the second weekend, win, wins that first game. And it's like North Carolina is going like, bro, we we knew we would have a, uh, an opportunity to face you at this point. You already beat two semi-decent teams. We're ready. We watched some of your tape. We're bigger, stronger, faster. Y'all are done here. Yeah. I mean, that game was over from the start. Yeah. But, but fun run. Absolutely. And, and uh, Shaheen Holloway, definitely about to get paid. He only makes 266K, which is wild. He'll be at Seton Hall. And making a couple million. Yeah. Which 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 he deserves. I do have a call about the tournament. And I never thought about this. 
but I'm going to play it and, and, I, and I'll be curious to hear your take on uh, where he's going with this. Yo, what's up, boys? It's Ray from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, the number two rated Tom's River Dirtball. Well, real quick, my question kind of sounds just an opinion to see what you guys think. So I was watching the Kansas-Miami game last night, and this is this kind of like my take. I find it kind of cringy when they celebrate, like, cutting down the nets and shit and, like, doing a whole ceremony getting hats, like, this is, like, comparable to the Chiefs beating, you know, the Texans at divisional round every year, celebrating to get into the game, to get into the game, to win the chance. I don't know. It's just kind of cringy. You know what I mean? So let me know what you guys think. If it's kind of pre-amateur celebration, you know, celebrate the game, to get into the game, to win the champ. Um, or if I'm just overthinking it. But all right, boys, and condoms are for Will Smith. That was kind of a little guy move, just slapping Chris Rock like that. Have a good one, boys. So we get on the Chiefs for, or Brittany Mahomes or whatever hell her name is, Brittany Matthews for shooting champagne for winning a playoff game. But in college basketball, as we've discussed, or as we know, they cut down the, the nets when they make it to the final four. So you're still two games away from winning it. Yeah. I think it's I'm, different. I think it's different. I'm okay with this. I, I'm, I'm anti the champagne celebration and for me in baseball as well. I think, uh, I think when you win your division in baseball, you should have a celebration. I don't think that you should celebrate when you clinch a wild card. I don't think that you should have a celebration through every single round. I am willing to allow win your division celebration to go to the World Series, celebration to win the World Series. In a perfect world, in a perfect world for me, I would be celebration when you win your division celebration when you win the world series that would be me yeah in in this tournament i don't know do they cut down the nets if they go to the championship game like there's not a second there's not one no. between it right no, not that See, i know of it's it's when you go to the final four it's when you win yeah i am fine with the going to the final four that like the cutting down the nets when you go to the final four is the tradition we haven't we haven't added that, oh, St. Peter's won their second round game. They're going to the next weekend. They're cutting down the nets. I think if you're a basketball program and you go, you know, you have recruits coming, taking them through the trophy room where you have nets hanging there, that's from the year we went to the final four. That's from the year we went to the final four. It's a stage where everybody talks about it, the final four. Sure. It's the final four. We're not talking about, no one says, Oh, you know, March Madness and the final two March Madness. It's like the final four is in New Orleans, not the not the championship weekend, not the whatever. It's the final four and it's set up by regions. They won their region. I am totally fine with cutting down the nets to the final four and having that as something because it's 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 the college basketball equivalent of going to a Super Bowl. Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard to win four games. It's just so hard to make it to the Final Four. And that's why it's such a big deal. You remember when teams go to the Final Four, even if they don't win. That's like you said, that's such a... And you're the champion of a region. Yeah, that's such a huge accomplishment. And what, what are the stats we always see? What are the stats we always see? That's what we see. Like, like that was the big stat yesterday. This is 
or from Saturday. This is now, this will be Coach K's 13th Final Four appearance. This will be Villanova's third Final Four appearance since 2016. Yeah. I mean, that, that's all they talk about. All they talk about with coaches are championships and Final Four appearances. Correct. Because it means that much. So I have, I have no problem with it. I mean, it played out crazy. You have basically four. I mean, I would consider Villanova a blue blood. You have four programs that have been consistently good for 30 plus years, 35 plus years, if not longer. So now the St. Peter's round, I think everybody was hoping that they got there and they, they didn't get there now. I mean, just, just to go back to that, do you think that there's anything, I mean, there was no March madness in 2020, you know, ratings were down a little bit this year. Is there any chance that the St. Peter's run was just fixed, that that was all a scam? to save March Madness. The Peacocks, the Shaheen Holloway, the underdogs, Jersey City. Is there any chance that that was all faked? Kentucky, I mean, how does this hurt Kentucky, really? They still get their recruit. They're, one, they're a one-and-done program anyway. I know what you're doing. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, definitely greater probability of being faked than the St. Peter's run. I, I see what you're doing, though. Look, New Orleans, you got four big programs. They're going to have fan bases there in a fun city. It, it definitely works out well in the Carolina-Duke matchup, which has never happened in the tournament. Also, Carolina beating Coach K in his final game at Cameron. Duke can get revenge. Carolina can end his career. That, that's two amazing storylines right there. Absolutely. It's crazy that they've never met in a Final Four with the fact that they play twice a year, the fact that they usually get a, you know, I mean, how many times over the years do you think they met in an AC tournament, ACC tournament situation? I mean, they've got to have played hundreds of times. The fact that it's never happened in the tournament is wild. And for it to happen in the Final Four, I mean, I think it's even better than it happening in the championship game. Why? I don't know. It's just like we were just talking about with the final four. It's like now we have a Duke, like the final four weekend, we have a Duke UNC matchup in the final four. The championship game is the biggest game of the year, no matter what, right? You almost don't need it to be Duke UNC for everybody to tune in. Yeah, now actually, everybody, actually now everybody right. tunes in for the game before the game. You're right, because like I said, the fact that they could end his career on the final home game and the final tournament game, or they get their revenge. Carolina looks good. Like they're playing, they're, they're playing good basketball. And My boy Hubert Davis. Yeah, man. He he's he he's doing great in his first year. And they they came back. That UCLA game was fun to watch. And that was back and forth. And I thought. I thought, you know, I, I picked, well, I was telling about it. I was like, I think Carolina's going to win, but then I was going back and forth, but man, that, uh, that was a fun game to watch. And I mean, I, I haven't watched a ton of the tournament in general, but I have watched a lot of the North Carolina somehow, I think maybe because of the UCLA game, because of the St. Peter's game, but like, even in that UCLA game, they just, I mean, it, it became the defense kind of taking over and stopping UCLA from getting halfway decent shots at the end of the game. And so it'll be interesting. I haven't really watched a ton of Duke at all. So 
they got you know they got they got some players of course they're duke so it, it'll be uh it'll be a fun final four and and that would be that would be a fun event like that's a bucket list event right especially in a, in a fun city like new orleans that city's just gonna be overtaken with college fans yeah and and, and they'll like i said those those are fans that are gonna travel that are gonna represent um but yeah looking forward to it so lost in this will smith chris rock saga but still kind of found its way in it's still amazing that it's still trending the the detroit lions will be hard knocks this year am i am i like am i alone and just being like no i feel the same way i mean how many dan campbell speeches are we gonna watch and think? We already, oh, we already have, we already have Jared Goff memes from his first run on Hard Knocks. Dan Campbell, it's like, I, I, I just to me, I know, I know that there's a, um, I know that the NFL has a rule where I believe it's like if you're a last place team, right? So the only three that could have done it were the Lions, the Jets, or the Panthers. I, I I don't know what the rule is, but they said it was it was those three based on the qualifications where they specify who does hard knocks. But I be, I believe those, and I might be wrong. I don't know, but I I believe the specifications are the team like those teams can't say no. Correct. But there are other teams, and I and I realize like if you're a head coach of an NFL team, why would you say yes? You know, uh, if you don't have to, but. The uh, it's just like it would be great if the NFL. I mean, talk about talk about the a team or talk about a league that has the money. You know, you're talking about <laughs> the Academy Awards <laughs> spending money or whatever to <laughs> save their thing. Like you would think the NFL would Are be you like, laughing hey. at my theory, Joe. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. you, th- you think my theory is ridiculous. I just I just can't. I mean, I, I kind of hope you're right, just because I would be like, wow. I uh, again, some some publishers publicists should have called one eight hundred fix your life, but um, or should they? Or again, we're going to talk about this forever. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Will Smith overtook the Ukraine Russian war. Yeah, we're going to talk about Roman Polanski being a rapist forever. I don't think he's like stoked that that's like the thing though you know what i mean yeah like, but i mean come on that's apples to oranges right yeah yeah and hold on real quick i know we're gonna keep going back there like, <laughs> like i don't know it's, it's just crazy to me everybody just sat there everybody just sat there that to me is like the big that that's you know uh, people everybody, were like, people were like, it. how are they letting him get away with this? I was like, they're just letting him get away with it tonight because it's happening in a room where everybody is just so insane. Like that shit wouldn't happen at the MTV awards. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the fucking drummer for the red hot chili peppers would have jumped in or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, sure. I mean? um, so to go back to it though, like you would think that the NFL Somebody at the NFL, the owners as a whole, Goodell would be like, listen, we're going to one year at Hard Knocks. We're going to make an offer that somebody just can't refuse for the Chiefs or the Patriots or the Rams or the or, the, you know, 
whoever the Denver Broncos with with Russ joining the team. The, I mean, obviously Watson, you know, that's going to be a tough sell to the Browns this year. But like the Saints, like whoever, whoever the thing is, with some some team that has any sort of fan base, any sort of marquee. Like draw, because now every year I get it like there was a time when it, it didn't seem to be so it didn't seem to be like, you know, it was in the era before social media. It's like, OK, cameras are going to follow us around, but not everything's going to be broken down on Twitter the next day or on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever. But it now seems like they have a list of teams that can't say no. And that's just who they pick from. Yeah. Okay, so these these are the rules. The rules are if a team has been on the show in the past 10 years or if they made the playoffs in the past two years or if they have a first-year head coach, then they can't be picked. They can't be forced to do it. Correct. Right. So based on those specifications the only three teams were the lions jets and panthers right yeah i agree last year was a snooze fest when's the last one that wasn't a snooze fest i don't know but i'm trying to think wasn't no it would have been a second year i was gonna say wasn't that mccarthy's first year had the cowboys yeah all those teams can choose, right? Did the Cowboys choose to go on? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because because they, I'll say, because they cross off some of those that they. Yeah. I don't know, but the NFL. I here's an interesting thing the NFL is thinking about doing, and I guarantee they do this. The NFL is considering making their own subscription service. NFL Plus. So basically, you know, we obviously have Apple Plus, all these other Disney Plus. So it always has to be plus. It always have to be plus. Can we do NFL to the X exponential or something like that? Like, does it always have to be a plus? Yeah, well, that, they're just following. Can we do NFL asterisk. They're following suit. Can we do NFL ampersand? Has to be plus every time. So this was just presented at the owners meeting. This weekend, basically, it'd be a subscription, a subscription streaming service that include games, radio, podcasts, and team content. And uh, I think what they're looking ahead is they present it in a slideshow at five dollars a month. I think it would be a way for people to watch. Let's say you're a Bears fan living in Florida, because this, you know, right now it's a Sunday ticket, but I guess the Sunday ticket. There's only one more year on the deal with DirecTV and a DirecTV and AT&T for Sunday ticket. Yeah. So NFL knows that they're not going to do that again because apparently it's too much of a, of a mess. So I don't know if this would mean that or you could pay a la carte for games. By the way, say goodbye to DirecTV. This is the Howard Stern on Sirius XM of DirecTV. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's what they're saying. The idea that satellite or you're, you're connecting a satellite. The only person in the last 20 years who's been like, screw a satellite into this roof of my house is because they wanted football. A hundred percent. That that's what that's what everybody's saying. They're saying when this deal ends, like th- this, 
you know, they're, they're, they're not going to re up that of course in the NFL. And that, and it sounds like that's what they're trying to figure out. Now. I don't know how it would work because they have deals with Amazon and Fox and ESPN and CBS, but they're saying that they might even work with Amazon and Apple plus. So like they could, the NFL plus could then have a, a deal with one of those other medias and companies and they could figure it out. I don't know, but it, it's funny that, or, or this is a kind of a funny situation. They're saying this might all be bullshit. The NFL is acting like trying, they're going to try trying to drive up prices for whoever makes the next deal. Exactly. They're right. saying that they're doing this. Now it's obviously leaked to the public because it was a private owner's meeting that that's just their way of driving everything up. Once some of these other deals run out. So what you're saying is the NFL is Will Smith and NFL plus is Chris rock possibly putting, putting on a big show possibly, <laughs> but what does the NFL know more than any league? How to make money. Yeah. So they've obviously done things right. How long you've made jokes frequently about me and my love of the NFL. How long would it take me when they is introduced? Will I sign up for the NFL plus? I've, I feel like you've already Googled how to sign up for NFL plus. Yeah. Or, or like try to download in the app store. Before, you just saw NFL plus and then you tried to download it and then you, and then you went back and read the article that like it could happen. You're like, Oh, okay. Can I pre-order it? <laughs> um, there was something else I wanted to say about that deal, but uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They're going to obviously get as much money as, as they want. And uh, I mean, if it was $5, like that's a reasonable price. They did re-up their deal with Ticketmaster, which, ugh. So, or they're going to re-up it. Is this? <laughs> We're now into the Andy Ruther is obsessed with the NFL portion of the show, where Andy's like, I know we don't have a lot to talk about today. Do you want to know what, no, no, uh, just the want- NFL's new, new ticket policy, the NFL's the, new well, TV the fi- policy? The financial, look, the financial, here's the thing about me. I know I'm turning into financial guy. Like the financials are important. And we're going to get into some baseball financials here in a minute because I think people need to know this shit. But before we move on, I think it's just, you know, it needs to be said that the NFL re-upped its deal with Farmer John's. Farmer John's will c- continue to be the official hot dog of the NFL. It'll be provided in 70% of stadiums. Uh, the 30% of stadiums where it's not are ones that have local hot dog distributors. Um, but yeah, I just figured it was important that we talk about that. Well, well, the reason I bring all this stuff up, like I said, we're about to get to the baseball stuff because when these people try to cry poor or they try to explain, oh, I don't have the money, they're all full of shit. And I think listeners and fans need to know that because a lot don't actually know what goes on financially. So when the NFL signs a four-year, $500 million contract that they're going to re-up just for Ticketmaster, Think about that. That's 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 like play money. That's another five hundred million amongst thirty-two teams that each owner gets. And, and that's my point with all these guys, especially when it comes to baseball, when they try to play this mid-market, small-market bullshit. Or well, Andy, the hotline is ringing. It sounds like we have somebody who wants to weigh in on the uh, re-upped Ticketmaster NFL deal. So let's, I'm going to just click in here. Then. Andy Ruther and Joe Prado. It's Mr. Eddie Vedder calling in. Hey, uh, uh, 
I can't sign, can't seem to find out why the NFL can't find a better man to work with for this <laughs> ticket policy. This, this has been going on as long as we've been a band. Ticketmaster just ruining the experience for fans everywhere. They're the George Bush of ticket companies. And I won't stand for it. We'll be out there, Pearl Jam, fighting the good fight. Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate it for the quick on. Oh, you know, I'm here for you guys. The Cubs season is upon us. I'm ready for Cubs baseball. But in the meantime, we need to take down these monopolies, these corporate conglomerates. They're out here kicking the working man like me and you in the face, Andy. You know, I worked at a gas station in San Diego one time right before I got hired to be in Pearl Jam, formerly Mookie Blaylock. Go Mookie. That's why, you know, that's why our album was called 10, right, Andy? It was Mookie Blaylock's number. Was I an Atlanta Hawks fan? No, I wasn't. But I'm not a Ticketmaster fan either. And our next album is going to be called Fuck Ticket Conglomerates and how they fuck you in the ass like George Bush fucked Iraq in the ass. Long title, longest title in the Pearl Jam album catalog. One, two, three, four, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Vedder. Always good to get Eddie to call in. Yeah, he, I haven't heard from him for a while. Oh, anytime Ticketmaster comes up, I feel like his ears start ringing. But what's great is Eddie was doing call-ins like way back, 2014. And he's back. So good to hear from Eddie. Well, Joe, I did say I want to discuss the baseball financials. And I hope this doesn't bore people. But like, again, I, I think it's important just to know all this stuff. So starting this year, every Major League Baseball team gets at least $60 million via national TV deals. All right. So they split the revenue, right? So every team, it doesn't matter whether you're Yankees or a smaller market like the Reds, you get 60 million, right? And every team's local TV deal will exceed at least 40 million. So obviously the Reds and some of them are, some of them are way higher than way higher. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, right? Like like the the bigger cities are way higher because of the bigger market. So minimum, minimum. On those TV deals, every team starts off with $100 million. $100 million just on TV deals, right? And then I saw something the other day, which I texted you. Baseball's advertising deals, which they split last year, raked in $1.13 billion. For the league. For the league, which then is split amongst the 30 teams. So, so that's another what? Was that another $30 million? 30 plus million dollars each team gets. So on a team like the Reds, I believe, I believe the Reds, your Reds team, I don't know where they fall in terms of like regional ticket, uh, regional TV deals, but we're talking about minimum from just those three things alone, right? 130 million. Minimum. So that gives them $30 million on top of their payroll, right? Where they're in like the 90 to $100 million payroll range, even though they're like punching on the season. So the Reds payroll last year was $125 million. Right. But it's already lower than that. Sure. I think they're in in the $90 million, $95 million range. So 
you're talking about a team that has 30, call, let's call it $30 million. Let's say their payroll's a cool $100 million. $30 million in operating costs, in operating like surplus. This is not including parking, what they sell at the ballpark. This is before they sell a single ticket, a single hot dog, a single beer. Right. Now, obviously, it costs money to pay the players and everybody who works at the But obviously, a baseball team, it can be solvent without TV. Like, you didn't need all that. There was a time where that was what how you made your money, just selling parking, just selling tickets, just selling hot dogs, just selling souvenirs. Correct. So you're going to make, you're going to profit on that. But, but even just to take $30 million and put it toward all that stuff, like you're in the, you're, you're in a profit area before you've played a baseball game, a single game. And and again, I don't, you know, I don't know what the electricity bill is at great American ballpark or any of, you know, you you really want to get down to it because there are operating costs, like you said, and I'm sure those add up, but uh, again, the reason I'm just presenting all this is is the argument when these owners cry poor. I'm saying it's bullshit. Well, we it's- know we know it's bullshit, but the bottom line about here's it's it, this is precisely why it's such bullshit, and that is because this guy doesn't have to put a winning team on the field to make money. This is this is what's wrong with Major League Baseball sure. is like. I am going to make this much anyway. Why would I spend on my team? Yeah. So every dollar I pour into my team, if I spend $30 million more, that's coming out of the $30 million minimum profit that I already have while not playing a game. So it's, I mean, it, what it basically comes down to is, you know, it's just like any, uh, like product on the market. Sure. You could spend more to make a car and sell that car for more and take profit. But there are a lot of baseball teams out there that want to be the Honda Accord of baseball teams. We didn't spend a lot to make it. You're not spending a lot to buy it, but we're going to fucking profit by how much of how many of them you buy. Yeah. So I just looked it up. So the Reds TV deal this season is only 48 million. Locally, okay. the Dodgers are three hundred and thirty-four million. Right, but would you say the minimum was forty? So that's already eight more million dollars. Yeah, the minimum according to that tweet is forty. So you're right; that's eight million more dollars. So, you know, at the end of the day, the money's there, and that doesn't include, for the record, that doesn't include the. The advertisements on the field and in the stadium, you know, like those, that's, that's millions of more dollars. I mean, so many like different marketing deals for like uh, uh, across the board. Yeah. The, the amount of money you make actually getting people into the stands and, and playing doesn't the games. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's but that's obviously all part of the eyeballs on the thing. And that sure. you're selling the eyeballs on the you have to play the games. Yeah. No, for sure. And and it's it's just But I mean you you go think about think about the McCourt deal with the Dodgers. The 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 big holdup was like he refused to give up the parking lots. Yeah. He's like, I make more in parking than I make on absolutely any part of this. Sure. 
So like, we're not even t- considering the, that fact for a lot of stadiums. Think about how much it costs to park. Yeah. What's, what is it at Dodger stadium again? I think it's $30, 30 bucks. And, and, the, and the, that parking lot is just there already. You're right. Did he still retain that before he sold the team? Does he still have that, that? I don't know. I think so. So thir- let's say 40,000 people come to a game at $30 a thing. That's $1.2 million a game. A game. A game. If they charge not, let's say they charge $8 for a beer. The margin but on that. The, it costs beer. It costs you money to get beer and it costs you money to sell beer and it costs you whatever. A parking lot is concrete. Yeah. It's been there since they moved the Mexicans out in the fucking 50s. Sure. Yeah. Two, th- you, honestly, three, the first three cars that come through each little teller pays that person's. Pays that person for the day. Yeah. Right. You think those people make more than a hundred bucks a day? No, no way. Absolutely not. So the first three cars that come through every gate pay for the person that's doing it. And the rest is just of that's just a a million dollars free. Yeah. They probably repave those parking lots once a decade. Straight cash on me. I know. Now, L.A., a lot of people go to the, you know, it's one, it's one, it sells a lot of tickets. It's a very car driven city. But what does it cost to park in Cincy? 20, 15? It's 20. Now that, you know, theirs is downtown. Like they don't have a, a stadium, but, but yeah, they do. They do have a stadium parking lot, but I mean, it's not as big, but still. I mean, even if you consider like, people traveling in cars together or whatever. I mean, you go to Dodger stadium. How many cars are there? 20,000. Yeah, for sure. We all know it's the pain in the ass to get out of. Well, an interesting thing that Bernie Sanders is trying to introduce is I didn't realize this baseball has antitrust protections. Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't realize that. So this year marks the 100th anniversary of a Supreme Court decision to provide antitrust protections to baseball. So Bernie Sanders is trying to get this removed, and he thinks this will be a thing that both sides of the political aisle can agree on with the state of baseball. Basically, it allows baseball to not have any challengers. You know how the XFL and whatever leagues have formed, like that's possible because the NFL doesn't have that protection. Right. Baseball has that protection, which is the crazy. Na- and I never knew that. pastime. Yeah. So basically it would create an opportunity for other leagues to arise. So the words from Sanders, it would mean that competition would arise. It would mean that other people would have the opportunity to start different major league baseball leagues. It would mean that baseball would be spreading to areas that now don't have it. In other words, there would finally be competition. The major leagues would not be able to do simply what they wanted to do. Baseball socialism. We need baseball socialism. Everybody should have a team. Why shouldn't you have a team? 
You get a team. Why, why does the great state of Vermont not have a Major League Baseball team? It's a beautiful state. It's full of trees and open areas where we can put many a baseball field. Bring Major League Baseball to Vermont. And if you will not bring it to Vermont, I will bring it to Vermont in the form of another league. We need, a pod, we need a podcast about the baseball finances between Bernie Sanders and Eddie Vedder. Oh, yeah. By the way, the picture right. that they used for this article is Bernie Sanders. Uh, the, the picture just makes me laugh. At the inauguration with the mittens on? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's him swinging. I wish somebody would take a picture of me when I have baseball gloves on both hands. I have done that many times. I wear them on both hands. I'm an old man. I must protect myself. I wear a right-hand and left-handed glove when I go to games because I do not need to throw. I just need to be able to catch with both hands simultaneously. It's a picture. It looks like he's he's playing softball, but like he's like his swing. You know, how like old-timer swings. Like you know when you see a swing of Ted Williams from the '50s, it looks like that. But this is from like two years ago. I agree. My swing looks. Identical to that of the greatest hitter of all time, the splendid splinter, New England's own Ted Williams. Thank you, Andy Ruthus. I take it as a compliment. It's crazy to think that they are like, I didn't, again, I didn't know this. It's crazy to think that baseball is protected and other leagues can't form. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah. It's been we, must, we must eradicate that. We also must provide everybody with free college and we must ban the shift. As a pull hitter myself, ban the shift. <laughs> Who do you think is a better baseball game? Eddie Vedder or Bernie Sanders? I don't know, but I definitely I mean, Eddie, I say Bernie looks real serious in this picture. That yeah. Story, like he he is he is locked in. He seems yeah, focused. Eddie Vedder through the years, like in celeb games and stuff like that, he's got like, you know, long shorts. He's wearing like Merrill hiking boots or like Doc Martens. You know what I mean? He goes with the. Yeah, I don't know if I can. Uh... He's drunk on red wine. Yeah, I don't know if I can see Eddie playing sports. I can, Eddie... him, I can see him climbing the foul pole. I played in a game with Eddie Vetta. He climbed the foul pole. He dove into the bleachers. <laughs> it was reckless. And I was I was worried for him, mostly because it was happening in a state that did not have Obamacare. And I was worried about, you know, the crumbling of Pearl Jam due to excessive health care costs. I really can't see him doing that with those shoes and the long shorts. And he's got a flannel tied around him. You know, when he had the long hair, I can just see him climbing the yeah. foul pole. Eddie Vedder should always have the long hair for the record. Yeah. yeah. Like Eddie Vedder's short hair, just it's just it's just not Eddie Vedder. This is what happens when when we're in that in that lull period. We do 40 minutes on did Will Smith create the wildest punk of all time, which I'm sticking by, Joe. You haven't convinced me yet. <laughs> you haven't convinced me yet. I'm scared. I think, you, I think you could get Eddie Vedder on your side. That's for sure. I'm scared to do a Twitter yeah, poll. Though. Bush did 9/11, and Will Smith did the Oscars. 
I've seen think, it. I've seen the, I've seen all the stories. I think if I do a Twitter poll, it's, it'd be at least 70% people say it's real. Yeah. Is there anyone on my side in this? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's somebody. Well, if you're on my side, call in 310-359-8365. And if you are on Eddie or uh, Andy's side and you want to call in, uh, bring a reason, like bring an explanation. <laughs> I'm open to hear. You know me, Andy. I'm open to hearing conspiracy. I thought I laid an explanation. Multiple. Saving the Oscars. I know that, that, was, really, that, was, wasn't, that, that really wasn't that really like my explanation was more of just like the best punk of all time. And 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 yes, who knows what back end Oscar deal. The Smiths as a family have. I don't know. We do have some calls. Now. The funny part was we discussed the calls last episode, by the way, I did get a text from Michael Majid who said he almost dislocated his shoulder laughing. He's like, you guys laughing about the dirt balls. I was lifting something and like, it, I think a weight fell or something. He said, the thought of dirt balls being scared to call in. <laughs> That's why Majid calls in with a script. <laughs> yes. That's a good point. Like, he, he doesn't want to deal with the wrath. We hear the paper turning. <laughs> So I think we have a top 10 worst call ever. Wow. That is a bold claim. As far as audio wise. Okay. <laughs> I love that you even play these. Because it's funny to me. Well, I'll, just, I'll just play a little snippet. Is it snippet or tidbit? Tidbit or snippet. <laughs> I love you. This That's a classic Andy Ruther. What Take did I two, say? Snidbit. <laughs> Sounds like a character from like an old Atari game. <laughs> You're going to play Qbert? No, I'm going to play Snidbit. Oh, my God. Listen to how bad this call is. Hey, guys. Okay, so this is time for I'm not going to play the rest. This is time for a new game with you. Where is he calling from, Joe? The cockpit of an airplane, the cockpit <laughs> of a fighter jet, the number one Top Gun dirtball calling from the cockpit of an F 14. Alexa, stop. I mean, I just don't believe it. it sounds like he's sounds like he's literally in a dogfight right now. I can't. He's like, I'm defending the Ukraine by air. I mean, it's unbelievable. So uh, anybody with the 541 area code, you know who you are. 541 Miramar. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, you're right. I assume it's somewhere by Miramar in California. But uh, you know what I love? I don't know if you got the one thing I did catch. He goes. First thing, like he's going through a list of things. Yeah. <laughs> like second point, like we're going to know. I've also seen a lot of clips, you know, with gas, is, gas prices out of the way. One of the big trends on social media these days is uh, getting video of guys that are like hitching the ride on the back of the trucks. Have you oh, seen for this? Real? No. Yeah. It's just like people sitting on the back of an 18 wheeler, like just like literally riding along because they're just like trying to catch a ride wherever it's going. 
because gas prices are so out of control. So there's also a possibility that he was hanging on the back of a truck that's currently on the highway. Okay. But I'm still I'm with the with the crackling noises. I'm going fighter jet. Yeah. I like it. Well, I almost feel like the dirt. It's funny. Like here's an here's our own conspiracy. Are the dirt balls trolling us now after <laughs> laughing about that? Because CT of all people. Wow. I'm I'm just gonna play it to show I think we might be getting messed with because of the last episode discussion. Because listen to this call. Oh, <laughs> well, this there's an explanation for this one. Okay. There's there's an explanation for that one. I don't know if you saw CT has uh, suffered a severe accident and now speaks through a computer like Stephen Hawking. So that was a digitized version of CT's voice that they set up the laptop that he now speaks through to, to present. I like it. I see. This is this is why I do the game. I was like, Joe will have an explanation for each yeah. dirtball call and why it's just a total train wreck. That was that was CT calling in through a robot in defense of Will Smith last night and his movie I Robot. Oh, okay, yeah, I see that. That that, that makes sense. All right, let's get to some actual calls, <laughs> like ones we can hear. Ruther Prano, it's your boy Dan, formerly from Indiana, and your official Indy 500 correspondent, uh, now in Utah. Uh, hey, Nick Dale, if you're listening to this, man, I'm going to need my hoodie back eventually. Uh, you guys were talking about racing and motorsports a couple pods ago, and I just wanted to, to call out that it is not about the race. Ruther hit it spot on that it is people watching Central. There's concerts, there's tailgates, there's camping, there's uh, events going on. Um, Ruther, open invite, man. Indy 500, largest sporting event in the world. 300,000 plus people inside of one two two and a half mile track. So if you're interested, come on out to Indianapolis, man. Uh, you know, it's one of the first nice weekends in, in the summer for Memorial Day. Just It's just about the vibe. Come out and enjoy it. Uh, condoms are for Purdue. So, well, first of all, Nick, what, what, first of all, Nick's not going to hear it. Maybe I'll text Nick. Nick stole your hoodie. Like, by the way, don't you want to know the backstory on that? Yeah. Was Two he dirt balls? Was in. he cold? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, man, you need to use my hoodie. And he's like, yeah. Like you, like you do for a girl. You're like, yeah, you want to use my coat? I just see Nick wrapped up in somebody else's hoodie like you would be on the blankets in your on your couch <laughs> when he'd go full Jedi. You think when when uh, when when Dan gets that hoodie back, there'll be like there'll be like cheese wrappers in it. <laughs> <laughs> Or just like cheese sticks, just like loose cheese sticks. So it's like, I sorry would... about the smell. I just went to Don's in it. <laughs> I would go to the Indy 500. Like I'll have to do it. Yeah. Just to, just the people watch. I'd like to do that too, for sure. How many let's go Brandon flags? Oh, and like, yeah. I mean, that, that'd be a good drinking game. You die. Just, Drink every time you see a let's go Brandon sign for the first one hour. And then just yeah. <laughs> you'd have to, you, yeah, you need a, a, definitely an hour maximum. 300,000 people. God, can you imagine that people watching? 
I would enjoy that if I ate some edibles. And by that, we all know for me, that means a five milligram gummy. So I'm a lightweight. If I ate an edible, I would really enjoy that, especially if it was a nice day. I'd probably put that top people watching. Like if you if you had to put a list of public events where you could people watch, I'd assume that'd be up there, right? Sure. I mean, just in the num in the number of uh, like again, three hundred thousand people in one infield. Yeah, I mean, you could put you know a big concert like a Burning Burning Man or something. Or I wonder how long it would take you if you were like if you were set up on one end of the thing and your buddies were set up on it. Like, how long do you think that walk is? I mean, it's a two and a half mile oval, so it's probably like a mile and some just to get across it. Plus, with all the people there. Yeah. I mean, I did the Derby one year. That was insane. People watching. Yeah. Yeah. You could do a drinking game with let's go brand. You could also do it with the Confederate flag. I think if you wanted to, if you wanted to do the flip side, you could, if you wanted to like a, a, a an actual fun tame drinking game, you could be drink whenever you saw somebody with sleeves. Ooh, that's a good one. Or every time you saw a non-white person. Yeah. <laughs> Like anytime you see someone who's not white, finish your drink. Yeah. You know, how there's Marlins, man. There should yeah. be like a black dude at, the, at black dude at NASCAR, like black dude at Indy, where it's just like one guy gets it. Like I'm the black dude this year. There's like a contest and he's like, I'm the one black. Oh, guy. there, there is going to be this year. It's they're going to they're the, the ratings have been falling and this year. It'll be Chris Rock. Oh, wait, I have somebody who agrees with me. <laughs> On, on G.I. Jane, a G.I. Jane joke. You're you going to slap me in the face for a, a G.I. Jane joke. I'm looking at the YouTube comment section. Shout out to Kyle. He says, Andy, it was 100% scripted. No one's talking about the Oscars if it doesn't happen. Instead, they're the number one trending. It was completely irrelevant. Last year, I think he meant to say last year, he said this year, had to manufacture some drama. Kyle's on my side. So it's sort of like, here's why this theory is bonkers again. It's sort of like how athletes don't throw games anymore. You know, like there was a time when you could get the whole White Sox team and give them all $10,000 each and be like, now you're rich, throw the World Series. And they're like, well, it sounds good because our owner doesn't pay us. The reason you can't throw baseball games anymore is because everybody on the field makes more money in a day than uh, any bookie makes in their entire life. It's the same thing. Like Will Smith makes $20,000, $20 million every time he gets up. I don't think he's putting his career online to save the Academy Awards. Academy Awards is not that big. It's a one night event. Yeah. But again, I, I don't, I would argue this is not going to affect a single cent out of Will Smith's paycheck. He's fucking Will Smith, dude. He's, he's bigger. Like, like we're talking, we're talking a next there's stars. There's next look. Will Smith. Let me ask you this. This is what I was talking about with stars. Like, like this is how Michael Jackson was, right? Michael Jackson went anywhere in the world. You knew who he was. If Will Smith goes anywhere in the world, you know who he is anywhere. Anywhere in the world. That's how big he is. This will not affect anything he does financially. He's that level of star. There's very few people who 
ever even reach that level of stardom. It's, it's such a small list historically. Like seriously, who else could you put on that list right now? If they went anywhere in the world, people would know them. It's a small list, man. He's untouchable. This was all staged. That's all I need. I needed one support from one comment. I'm I'm 100% in, and it was 100% staged, Joe. Is that Kyle Aronofsky? No. Different Kyle. Different Kyle. Okay, speaking of conspiracies and wild ideas, this one's a wild one, and I'm kind of confused by it. This is a way to save baseball. Hey, boys. Eric from North Carolina. Real quick, uh, before I play Eric's call, Eric has not called since May 31st, 2017. Okay. So, like, he, I always like to say, because so he really thought about this. I mean, it's been, <laughs> he's been contemplating this for five full years. It's been almost, yeah, it's been a while. So it's, it's just, it's just the Charlie from, it's always sunny gif in his house right now. He's just like, okay, here's the thing. I've been working on this for a while. So, so this is Eric's idea to save baseball. Here, Colin. I think I've got a conspiracy and a, a way to fix major league baseball. So I think it starts with the Cincinnati Reds. We get somebody like Jay-Z or Dr. Dre to buy them. And we do something that I used to do back in the NHL game back in 2010. We make an all-black hockey team, but we make an all-black baseball team. And we run it like Vince McMahon ran the WWE back in, like, the early 2000s. Just be as overtly racist as possible. And we run out We run out all the old white owners. We run out all the old-school fans who don't want to make baseball great again, if you will. And I, I just think Great American Ballpark's the best place for it. You add in a little trolley around Great American Ballpark called the KB Train. The Cincinnati Red Legs become the Cincinnati Red Kool-Aids. You have a wall um, in the outfield that can be removed. So after the game, the Kool-Aid man jumps through it. Best thing about uh, it being in the Reds, they'll have to replace that wall six times a year after each win. So my right, columns are for the St. Louis Cardinals. Save dirty boys. So I'm confused. So when he's saying racist, does he mean – because he's saying it should be bought by like a billionaire, like a Jay-Z – and then an only all black team. When he's saying racist, like a racist thing, like black people and Kool Aid. Uh, apparently, that yeah. I mean that that call definitely took a turn in the middle. Yeah, I would. That's why I said I was confused. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you should have aired this, but but he's like, you know, it'll be like the Cincinnati big black machine. And you're like, ah, oh, this is really. <laughs> but they'll all drink Kool Aid. Excuse me, what's happening? And Eric's not Eric's not calling in again for another. Amazing that years. somebody called from a F fourteen, and another guy used a uh, one of those <laughs> voice boxes when you lose your larynx to cigarette smoking, and and yet neither of them were the worst call of the day. <laughs> but this is a good reminder that everybody should listen to the dirty slides because I already came up with this idea, Andy. The title of the last 30 slides and what we came up with is Kanye West should buy the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I well, he's a billionaire, too, I think. Yeah. So someone needs to buy the Reds. I, you know, I don't care who because can just someone. I'll, I'll like, you know, I love it if Kanye bought the Reds. Yeah, it'd be great. And maybe not like a, 
a Kool-Aid man running through the outfield wall, but like, I don't know, put everybody in Yeezys or something. A Yeezy, a Yeezy day. It flows yeah. nicely. Yeezy day at the ballpark. Yeah. I, but I'm confused. Like, why would it be an all anyway? <laughs> but he also said he wants to run the white guys out of baseball. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay. You're like, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Every town has two baseball teams. The one the white people watch and the one the white people used to watch. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. We're going to get to the bottom of this Oscars debacle, Joe. I, think I don't think gonna, we are. <laughs> I think we are. I think, I think we're going to find find some things. Anyway, where can they see you live? Well, thanks for asking, Andy. They can see me live coming up here in the beautiful state of Colorado, Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. I will be with Eddie Ift at Schmiggity's in Steamboat Springs, April 8th and 9th. April 13th, well, April 14th for sure, 13th possibly if it sells out. So get your tickets now for April 14th at Bridge Street Bar in Vail, a.k.a. the Vail Comedy Show, co-headlining with Eddie Ift. And then uh, Denver Improv, 15th, 16th in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I've geared up. My, my snowboard is ready. I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't snowboarded since the fateful day Ooh. up in Lake Tahoe. But I, I, there was a moment where I was like, I, maybe I never snowboard again. And I said, no, I'm going to Colorado for like 10 days. Eddie and I are going to snowboard in Steamboat and Aspen and Vail. So if you're in any of those places, you got lift ticket hookups, hit me up. Can't wait to come. And I hope that you guys uh, in the Colorado or surrounding areas can come out to a show. Because the last time I went snowboarding and did a comedy show, I performed in a wheelchair. So you never know what could happen. What was the date on that? That was January 10th, 2020. Yeah, I, I knew it was I knew it was early January. Yeah, you might have a little PTSD going on. Little- I mean, that's what I've talked about. I mean, I'm mostly fearful of other people because that was what that like. I've never in my life skiing and snowboarding feared anything that I was doing out there or like uh, that I was going to fall or that I was going to hit. I've just never had, I've just always been, I mean, I wonder if that'll be in my head now. Um, but I'm definitely going to be fearful of other people. Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the dirty sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. I'll be dropping some of my new hot take theories on other things that were staged. On all social media, except for Twitter, I'm still at fixing your life. Fix your life. What would you tell if if somebody called fix your life? What would you tell Will Smith right now? After this happened right now? Correct. I would be like, all right, if we're doing this, Will, like if we're, we're doing it for real, I think you should check into some sort of facility. Say, you know, you're struggling mentally. 
you are having uh, rage issues. See, you know, it's time to do the seeking help portion of your career. The comeback, better than ever. Tug Coker will be waiting there in his red polo shirt the way he does every time Tiger Woods does something awful. You just, everybody loves a comeback. Oh, yeah. Everybody need, loves a comeback. You need the comeback. We love it, especially in this country. Check into a Tiger Woods run rehab facility. Come back by making the legend of Bagger Vance two. And where the let where Bagger Vance wins in a red polo shirt and black pants and he fist pumps when he wins. I think this is all just a result of them doing a serious fresh prince. I haven't seen it, nor will I. I just, you know, Fresh Prince is a comedy. You can't, you know, which, by the way, of course, he is producing, I believe. You can't do a serious Fresh Prince. You know, you got to, it's, it's jazz and it's Carlton and it's Uncle Phil. Come on. You can't do a serious one. I, maybe that's what happened. Maybe it was the Fresh Prince gods. I don't know, Joe. We'll never know, though, will we? Or will we? Maybe what they should do, maybe what they should do to save his career is just replace him like they did the mom on Fresh Prince with a guy Ooh. who kind who kind of looks like Will Smith, but not close enough that everybody still doesn't realize it's a different Will Smith. I like it. The Aunt Vivian replacement. Yeah. We all know. Not even close. Not, not even close. close. Not even close. It's unbelievable. The original Aunt Viv somewhere is like, I knew this would, I knew I would get my shit. <laughs> what goes around comes around, Will Smith. All right, guys, that's the show. As always, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate the support. You guys have a great week. And don't forget, stay dirty.